Hi, Aaron. You joined the Lowy Institute this week. First and foremost, welcome. Can you briefly describe your role at the Institute? Sure. So I'll be the research fellow in the East Asia program, focusing on Southeast Asia and, in particular, Indonesia. Uh, and what we'll be looking at in particular this year is the Indonesian election coming up, uh, the Indonesian economy, and then also Australia-Indonesia relations. As someone from the United States, you bring a unique perspective to looking at Australian-Indonesia relations. How does someone from the U.S. become interested in Indonesia? Why do you think this country will be an important player in a future international system? Sure. Well, I mean, Americans have long been interested in Indonesia and Southeast Asia in general, uh, especially during the Cold War period. That uh, interest waned after the Cold War. Uh, when I was growing up, there was a lot of interest in uh, Southeastern Europe, not Southeastern Asia. Uh, and there was a lot of interest uh, in the Middle East. And I, I guess I made a bit of an iconoclastic decision to study uh, East Asia, and in particular Southeast Asia. Uh, one, because uh, I recognize what I think a lot of American policymakers are now recognizing. Uh, it's an extraordinarily important uh, part of the world. It's a relatively difficult part of the world to understand. It's very heterogeneous a lot of different countries, a lot of different cultures. Uh, that describes both Southeast Asia and Indonesia itself. Um, and I thought it would be a, an interesting place to spend some time. Uh, I have a great appreciation for Indonesian culture uh, and the people. Uh, I enjoy spending time there. Um, but geostrategically, it's just an extraordinarily important part of the world that uh, you know, if the United States wants to continue to be able to ensure peace and stability, in East Asia, we need to focus on Indonesia and Southeast Asia more generally. What are your research ambitions for this role, and what nuances do you think you can bring with your past experience? Sure. So I, I think having an American perspective on Indonesia and its role in the region uh, allows me to attack these subjects from a little bit of a different uh, angle than an Australian might. Um, that said, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to uh, understanding better the Australian point of view. I've spent a little bit of time down here before. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, Australia has some of the, the best Indonesianists uh, in the world, uh, especially given proximity. We Americans, when we look at Indonesia, you know, we see an important country with great potential. The joke uh, about that is that uh, people say Indonesia has great potential and always will. I think the American move in the last five years has been to try to get Indonesia to fulfill some of that potential, uh, both in terms of regional leadership, which we've seen them do a great deal of, particularly under the foreign minister, Marty Natalagawa, uh, and then also in terms of global leadership, where we've seen less movement. Uh, and so America's agenda uh, for its relationship with Indonesia uh, is a little bit more global. Um, it's a, maybe a little bit broader uh, because it has less immediate concerns uh, than Australia does. Well, I think, you know, both America and Indonesia uh, working together, uh, I'm sorry, I should say, I think both America and Australia uh, working together uh, jointly on the relationship with Indonesia and, and trying to get Indonesia to fulfill its potential, uh, you could see some very productive results given our different focus. Looking forward to the elections on April 9, what do they mean for Indonesian politics? I think there will be a lot of focus on which party gets more seats in the Indonesian legislature as a result of their legislative election. And by the way, we should call it a legislative election, not a parliamentary election, uh, as some of the press uh, often do because Indonesia doesn't have a parliament. It has a legislature. And this election won't determine who governs Indonesia, except indirectly. Um, Indonesia's parties are very diverse ideologically. And so across the party spectrum, 
you have people with a wide variety of views. Uh, and so it won't really affect the direction of government in Indonesia. What it will affect is who can run presidential candidates in the uh, July presidential election. Under Indonesian law, a political party needs 20% of the seats in the legislature in order to run a presidential, vice presidential ticket. And right now it appears that uh, only one party, the Indonesian Democratic Party of Struggle, the party of Jakarta Governor Joko Widodo, uh, will be able to cross that threshold. Other parties will need to team up uh, with one or two other parties in order to run a presidential ticket meaning they'll probably have to combine a presidential nominee from one party and a vice presidential nominee for, for, from the other. So the most interesting period in Indonesian politics will be this immediate period after the legislative election for about a month when the parties are jostling to figure out who's going to run with whom and when PDIP picks its vice presidential candidate, uh, which will tell us a lot about the direction that Joko Widodo will take, Jokowi, as everyone calls him in Indonesia, will take uh, if and when he becomes president in October. Thanks for chatting with me, Aaron, and best of luck with your new role at the Lowy Institute for International Policy. Thank you.